Holy Dinah in China. It's another episode of The Cultured Guitarist. I've never said that before in my life. I don't know why I said it now. My name Back is... To rhyming again. Al Fullett, nicknames Al. And was with me, as ever, is... Can you think of a smarter name, Casper? Nope, obviously not. No. Oh, K- keep it going, hurtful. keep it going, come that's on. Hurtful. Our special guest from Hamilton, Ontario, the Hammer. Maybe I made a mistake doing this show. Mitch <laughs> Bullock from Lurch Audio. <laughs> How's it going? Hello. That's pretty. That right. was an accurate statement, been? I think. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, man. Yeah. I like, you, you, listen, listen, you, you give me a lot of guff over the nicknames. Somebody has to. But prior <laughs> to hitting record, you were praising the nickname game. I understand its purpose. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Just no winning with you. No. I deny everything. <laughs> uh, well, Mitch, stoked to have you on the show, man. I, I've been wanting to get you on for a darn long time. I think uh, I first started floating the idea past you months ago. Yeah. yeah the last few months have kind of been a bit of a blur. <laughs> that happens. I don't know what happened there. Well, you, you've been busy. And here we are. Yeah. You've been... Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just got back a few days ago. Um, I've been out for like a month and a half before that. So, just trying to figure out where I left off now. Fair enough. Well, that segues nicely into uh, uh, the usual way we kick off the show, which I forgot a couple of times and mm. was chastised for it. Thanks, Dan, at More Guitars. Uh, but we'll kick it off. What's been going on this week? And we'll fire it off with the man of the hour, Mr. Mitch. What have you been up to this week, man? Uh, trying to make sense of everything. I left a bunch of stuff half finished. Just started getting up to painting some of the sorghums and drilling them all out and everything. So that's underway. I've got a bunch of those. Um, I just finally got around to ordering some prototype boards for stuff I've been putting off for a little while. So, you know, there's going to be a few weeks till I get here or whatever, but it'd be nice to actually have a working model of those. It's a. Uh, Is that for the sorghum? It's like a weird. Uh, no, no, this is for like a, a reverb I've been working on. And also like, I'm not sure if this other one will work, but if it does, it'll be really cool. It's like a, a harmonic percolator sort of thing, yes. but I'm hoping I can get a weird sort of theremin, like Zvex fuzz probe sort of deal going on. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nerdy and fun. It, it kind of works on the breadboard, you know, but like, I don't know when it's in an enclosure, if it'll behave quite the same with all the. That's, extra shielding yeah, so I'll, sure. I'll see if i can figure that the out the fun of prototyping uh i think i was reading about your reverb you're, you're doing a kind of a belton based circuit right yeah okay cool. yeah i didn't can't i keep on adding and removing stuff i can't quite decide mm. what i want the function <laughs> of it to be so i'm just leaving it how it is because it's been this way for a while and i'm gonna like you know make a prototype see how i feel about it whatever but it's um Found some weird way to add modulation to it. It's kind of really noisy and yeah, yeah, noisy, but it sounds pretty cool. I don't know. I don't think I've heard quite this sort of grit before, so I'm pretty happy with it. Oh, that sounds nice. Cool. Yeah, modulation on reverb is just one of those things that just it's just good. It's it's like butter on toast. <laughs> Everybody loves yeah, it. And you the, were just uh, saying before we hit record, you bought a Jazzmaster? Yeah. I uh, don't know how long I'm going to keep it for now. But, <laughs> which, but, uh, well, okay, hold on. Which which series of Jazzmaster did you buy? I believe that this one is a classic player Squire. Okay. That's the same one I have. Dude then. just didn't tell me anything about it. I had to look it up the other day, but I can't quite or, remember. Wait, no, I have a uh, classic vibe. I have a classic vibe Squire. Yeah. 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 That might be it. I think classic I, players, the Fender line or whatever. Uh, I don't know. You know, I haven't paid enough close enough attention. I get them. I get the kind of different series. I think that's pretty common mixed up yeah. in the in the Squire lines. It's like, yep, these are the decent ones, and this is what people buy. So you buy them because they cost less. Yeah. Well, and they mix up. They they change the lines very recently, so it's mm-hmm. easy to mix them up. Um, I I still think they're incredible bang for the buck value. I mean. 
if you're a really experienced player, odds are you're going to want to change a few things on them. Like I, I've, and I bought mine knowing I was going to do that. I don't know about about you there, Mitch. You seem like you're more leaning towards maybe I should just return it and buy a different one. <laughs> oh well, I already started putting on a new nut. I still have to adjust that and file it. So okay. I'm into this thing now, He's going like, down the rabbit hole. Maybe yes, I, can, <laughs> I like maybe it. Maybe I can charge like twenty five more bucks or something. It's just <laughs> I can't get this thing. I've been trying to set it up for like quite a few days now, and I can't get it to hold tune every time I like really bend the whammy bar. And, okay. Uh, um, it's kind of becoming a bit of a pain in the ass. But for me, oh, sorry. Um, that's why we have a. Beat. That's why I got that's a beat fine. button. Uh, for me, mine was um, my neck did not have enough brake angle going on. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I have to shim mine, um, which is pretty common on the Swire ones. Especially, uh, they come set up from the factory like it's going to be a strat or a telly where you can set it up really flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the design of that guitar, the geometry of it, it wants to have very classic style geometry. It wants the bridge to be high. It wants the neck to have a good angle. And uh, if you don't have a nice angle on the neck and the tailpiece of the, the the trim pulling the strings taut over the bridge then those stupid strings just pop right out of those saddles like nobody's business yeah um so for me it came down to there's a neck shim that needs to happen which i still haven't actually done um but it's on the way and uh it's on the way to happening i have the shim <laughs> just lazy <laughs> um but i really? i also did huh. some stuff like i've replaced my the stock trim with a descendant uh tremolo from slope guitars and uh mm-hmm. that was a revelation um and really helped a lot because it instantly increased the string angles so my strings don't pop out of the saddles anymore um and when i do shim the neck it'll allow me to raise the bridge which should uh take care of most of the problems i was having and I, that's all before doing anything uh, like a nut or or any of that stuff which probably will happen down the down the road but which color did you buy uh, this one's like a sunburst all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just grabbed it off some kid on Kijiji. He'd uh, he had the bridge just slammed all the way down, and like it was buzzing like crazy. Oh yeah. But, so That's... it plays a lot better now, but not uh, not like not quite how I want it. Mm. That's okay, man. I think I I still love these guitars. I think they're the perfect modders platform. Um, they just they're good bones waiting for. A, a well-guided hand. That was deep, man. Yeah, it was super deep. <laughs> Let me teach you, young grasshopper. Um, Casper, I can basically see you wetting your pants with anticipation. No, nope, I'm fine. Talking. You're not fine. I'm you're, fine. You're very, you're shaken. You're excited. I can see it. <laughs> What's been going on with you this week, Casper? Well... It's finally, not even finally, it, I ordered it on, what, Friday? You ordered it the last time we recorded. Saturday. Like, anyways, three days ago, and it w- it's arrived. I My one spot, CS12, is here. It arrived today, and I'm You're holding it. I'm holding it in the box. It's You're shaking it. I am. I'm very excited. I opened the box. It's heavier than I anticipated. It's a big, big unit, but... I gotta say, that's a great sound to have recorded. You like oh, it? We don't like no. <laughs> so there's a bag oh, in my hand, ASMR. and it's full of all the all the cables, and <laughs> these guys color coded all the cables. I will. What say, a simple. That is a winning feature. It's, I'm I'm winning. I'm winning. I I did do the classic thing of get the zoom underneath the board. Plugged in a whole bunch of cables, started running power cables, and then go, was this one? (laughs) Exactly. Atmosphere, or is this one going to the Shoneswood? Super, super stoked about this. That's That's all I got going on between, it's only been a few days since we recorded last, so um, (laughs) I finally did it, bit the bullet. Big shout to Talis at the Music Shop in Kamloops for putting this on my account and shipping it same day. I am super stoked. You the man. I was excited you're not going to fry your expensive pedals. <laughs> oh, you and me both. 
You and me both. It's like tonight's thing. That's what I'm doing. So <laughs> All right. R.I.P. Cheap. No name made in China. Power supply Mifi. thing. Mifi. Mifi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so bad. Anyways, it served me well. All right. Yeah. What about you, buddy? Me? Oh, goodness. You know what? Um, I have been in talks with a, a group doing a fundraising show or organizing a fundraising show uh, for Movember. You're not going to shave your face again, are you? I'm not going to shave my face. I have explicit warnings from my wife mm. not to shave my face. That's a good call. Um, She's a smart lady. Yeah. But <laughs> I can I can perform a show and help raise some money to save some bros. Uh, raise awareness about prostate cancer. So yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been working on that, which actually might have to happen here because it's going to be an online show. Totally. Um, yeah. And... Uh, Yes, you've got that sweet new tapestry in the background. <laughs> um, yeah, and the internet out of my place is generally what is considered poop. So, yep. um, yeah, just just figuring that out. And uh, these kinds of shows are always always kind of interesting because you get people of all um, experience levels. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just trying to pitch in and do their best to help out uh, and do something good. And uh, but it leads to some funny conversations of. <laughs> Uh, of uh like you know are we going to be allowed to sell merch like from one guy it's like good luck it's an online show uh also we're raising money for a thing so maybe hold off on that uh (laughs) or donate part of the proceeds from your merch or something just some interesting like you know not not anybody nobody's trying to be nefarious or anything just some just some odd questions of like do we have to wear a mask and it's like you don't have to wear a mask you're gonna be alone (laughs) um (laughs) So things like that, and then there's, like, the guys like myself where I'm on the opposite end of the thing where it's, I might be prone to taking myself too seriously. And it's just like, get off your high horse, Al. <laughs> it's a 25-minute set. Just play five songs and, you know, because I'm like, oh, will we do, there'll be time for a sound check with my looper and my pedal board set up. I don't know if the audio will be quite communicated the way the songs demand for a proper performance. And then the rest of my brain goes, you have songs that are acoustic and vocal, moron. Just like, yeah. So I, it's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's idiots all around. <laughs> We're all trying to do a good thing. <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and then I haven't told anyone this at all including my wife. But about 40 minutes ago, I got contacted from a burner, shall we say, email account. Um, it's just a weird name with a bunch of numbers in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a picture along with a sentence going, is this your guitar? And it's a picture of what looks like my old acoustic. Um, which was stolen a couple of years ago. Rosie. Yeah. You're kidding. No. So That's creepy. Yeah, uh, it's a little creepy. Now, when it got stolen, I, I did make the usual, you know, I filed a police report, and uh, I, you know, put a couple of things up on the internet, and they got, I was very fortunate in the sense that uh, it picked up a lot of steam. A lot of yeah. people were kind enough to share it. It got shared thousands and thousands of times. Um, so there, it is really out there. Um, but it has been a while. Yeah, like two two years at least. Two years, yeah. Two and a so half years. I, I got this email. I got this, this thing, and uh, I responded saying, it looks like my guitar. Um, it seems unlikely that it wouldn't be mine. So I'm not sure if they pulled a picture from any of my social media accounts. Yeah, because it's just a real close up of the the top, the sound hole, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and I'm just waiting for a reply, so I have no idea what to make of this. Oh, wow! And I'm trying not to get my hopes up, um, because I've kind of kind of gotten over the grief of having this thing stolen. Yeah, yeah. And well, because you, know, you like did Australia with that guitar. Yeah, I did everything. Every every all the major stuff I'm known for, I did on that guitar. I did I toured Australia, uh, did the Caribbean. All my cross Canada tours are on that thing. Most of my albums. Um, yeah, actually, all of my albums. The even the albums I just finally released not too long ago. All the tracking was done predominantly with that acoustic. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, I, I literally wore a hole through the top of the, the thing and poured blood Crazy. and sweat into that thing. Love to see it come back. But I'm very curious as to the, the like how this came about or if this, mm-hmm. this could be just somebody fishing. Yeah. You know, send me 300 bucks, I'll ship it back to you. And then I just never see the 300 bucks again. Or... So right now I'm just kind of like, it's nothing's going to come of it. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully it does. Uh, it would be really great to have that guitar back and finally have my own guitar again. Because um, I still don't have the custom guitar that uh, uh, I started ordering when this thing got stolen. So yeah. it's um, it'd be kind of a miracle. I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's my week. Wow. That's like your day. Yeah, it's been weird. No, no doubt. But uh, enough about that. Yeah, move on. Let's fire into let's fire into Mister Mitch. Do you you like Mitch or Mitchell, man? Oh, either or. Captain Bullock. (laughs) Call you that? Yeah, I mean that's (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's that like triggered something in my mind. That okay, a memory of something. It's gone now, but there was like a. A moment there. Anyways, carry on. I mean, you just consider Sandra Bullock. Myself. He's been in nope. a lot of stuff. No, no. no, no. Oh yeah, Auntie Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never know, man. It yeah. seems like the world is. I feel, I feel like if it, it would be like Auntie Sandy or something, <laughs> you wouldn't go Sandra. <laughs> Anyways, carry on. <laughs> Anyways, um, so man, let, like let's let's dive into it. Uh, give us give us the origin story. How did you how did you get into doing what you're doing? Uh, I was cheap and didn't want to pay for really nice stuff. So uh, I feel like that's a yeah, common. I feel like I feel like I've heard story. this. Got to be like this, one of the yeah. top three yeah, answers definitely. to how I became a pedal builder. <laughs> yeah. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I like kind of started just like uh watching a lot of simon the magpie videos and like seeing him how circuit bend like dan electro pedals and whatnot so i bought some dan electro pedals and whatnot and uh <laughs> yeah it made some really wild sounds you know like the, the dan echo like the kind of purplish one yeah yeah love that that one. one has like more bends in it than there is room for switches like it's it, it's like a one pedal noise band and I want one if anyone in the area has one. <laughs> <laughs> I sold it and like I really regret that. That was like the first pedal I ever sold that I like modified or did anything to. Oh, and, uh, yeah. You sold it to a stranger, right? So you can't just get it back. Yeah, he kind of looked like Wayne Campbell. <laughs> from, you know. That's, that's so awesome. <laughs> Kind of acted like him too. Kind of, looked like he's a pretty sick dude. That's, but, uh, well, you know, I mean, it yeah. could have been. It, it might have been. Myers. He's Canadian. Yeah. yeah. And originally Wayne Campbell yeah. was set in Canada. That was. Yeah. <laughs> is he like a method actor? Does he like? <laughs> yeah, he's really, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know him personally, but I mean, <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing he would do for a laugh. That's awesome. Just, just buy oh, random man. guitar pedals off of Craigslist. I meant dress up as Wayne, and, and that's just, what I mean, though. Yeah, but like okay. that, use that as as like a, yeah, for, for kicks. Just get into character and go party on, Dan Echo. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you, you were cheap. You you didn't want to buy stuff. You wanted so you and you got into circuit bending videos. When was this? Um, it's probably only like. Oh, well, maybe like four years ago or something like that. Started messing with the stuff. Very recently then. And, uh, oh. Yeah, at, at that time I was already doing like an electrician apprenticeship or whatever. So I'd, I'd learned uh, a bit of a theory from that. And I was like, oh, this actually kind of makes sense. You change this and it does that, you know. And uh, just started like researching the living hell out of it. Like it was a... <laughs> like I would like I would just be like in the bathroom, just like on my phone researching like shock key diodes and stuff, like kinda got obsessed with it for a little bit, I think. But uh yeah, then I made a bunch of stupid fuzz pedals and a lot of them sound terrible and some of them sound kinda cool, I think. And that's more or less how we got here. I mean like I came <laughs> up with that love gun that was like uh like <laughs> Like a like a modified supersonic fuzz gun, where it gives you like a, 
like a expression pedal control of the oscillation pitch and you can make it do a lot of weird weird sounds or whatever and uh i did that for like a little bit and just intended to like sell it to my friends and then turns out they were all broke too and they uh <laughs> all bailed on buying one so i had to like turn to the internet and <laughs> I love it. All desperate last resort. Start with the internet. <laughs> or or friends that flake. <laughs> I mean, yes to both of those mm. things. That's why I have an OnlyFans page, essentially. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> ooh. Which I'll send you a link for later, Mitch. Um, <laughs> Casper. You just look horrified. Like, don't yeah. say that on here. Man. You see me, like, nearly gouging my left eye out? Yeah. That's... <laughs> I was like, no, you didn't just do that. I'm sorry, man. I, it's it's a miracle I I make it through an episode without saying something stupid. If it ever, I don't know if it's even ever happened. I think no, we're fifty did. episodes in, I have said something stupid in every single one, at least once. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very short, very very ineffective filter. Yeah, the filter is damaged and and, and flawed. And I have a quick wit and a slow brain. <laughs> I can't help. <laughs> so what? Uh, at what point did um, did you go from tinkering and flaky friends to being like Lurch Audio? Is you you kind of create your own brand? Um, kind of slowly did like I tried to make like a, a smaller version of uh of like the Love Gun. Before that, it was massive, and like I spray painted the enclosures, and that they were very problematic. Um the paint like contracts and everything gets loose, you know? And, uh, at that time, like I didn't really know anything about circuit design. So the circuit board looks I mean, terrible. Please don't open them if you have one. <laughs> and, uh, I went through like four or five different, like revisions of it before I actually ended up releasing it again. Like I have a pile of these old kind of useless circuit boards that, uh, I've mostly gone to waste, though my girlfriend did put some on chains and sell them at a show once. But, uh, <laughs> okay, that's yeah, a, that's that's a use that's for a, your old that's, circuit boards. That's a thing, yeah. <laughs> Was it your show? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, we made like 50 bucks or something. Nice! Shout yeah. out to the girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, then I came out with that other love gun and, uh, that was like a bit more professional looking or whatever on the inside. But then I kind of wanted to, it was too similar to like a clone for my liking. Like I just, I didn't really want to be another company making like clones. Uh, I like companies that do that. I like to buy them, but like, yeah, I'm kind of, I, I get I don't it. know. I want to make weird noisemakers. I don't have anything against uh, companies that are honest about, you know, they're replicating old circuits or whatever. And that's, yeah, that's totally. fine and dandy. I also understand it when somebody wants to do their own thing. I mean, that and the supersonic fuzz gun is still in production, and they're kind of still a modern company. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like looking back on it, like it was just too close to a clone of a current pedal for comfort. Well, then it's probably so. Best. I kind of moved away from that and made twelve grain, but uh, which is uh, which is the one that first caught my attention? Was mm. the twelve grain? I remember writing you gosh maybe back in february or march something like that um, yeah because so, um, i was i really just dug the way you painted the enclosure and uh, the pedal looked really cool to me and i think i even saw a couple of uh sound demos on your instagram and i just was uh, i was really interested still am so oh yeah there's a that kind of came as a result of like a week of messing with a circuit like one night i just couldn't sleep and i was like I'm going to build a Devi Evertorn speaker, but I'm going to do this to it. And so I built it, but I didn't want to wake anyone up. So I didn't like try it until the next day. And it sounded terrible, like really just not very good. So I uh, kept on messing with it. And uh, over the course of like a week changed everything. And it just kind of sounded good at one point. I don't think I really intentionally did anything. It's like, realized that oh wait i'm actually really happy with what happened here when cool. did this happen <laughs> and uh there was supposed to be a one knob pedal but then i just you know it's kind of a one knob pedal with two knobs and a switch i guess like 
if you consider volume to be a control, like you can just kind of ignore that, right? I, yeah, kind of. I mean, I have a a thirty nine oh four fuzz from Dirty Haggard Audio, and it's the only knob it has on it is a volume, so it's mm-hmm. really a no knob. I fuzz. really consider it a no control fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah. a sound, and you can just kind of dial in how loud you yeah. want it. Either you like the sound or you don't like the pedal. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, it was like, it was the bias knob there. At first, I just had like a set value for it, and I was just going to have a volume. And as I was trying to change it, I was like just swapping out individual resistors. At one, a certain point, I was like, oh, I'll just use a pod and turn it. And then I was turning it, and I'm like, oh, this is sick. What's that? <laughs> made some weird uh, kind of gurgly sounds. So I just kind of rolled with it, and... uh Cool. The name 12 grain just seemed to fit because it's kind of grainy. <laughs> I like it, man. I like the name. And I love the way you paint it, man. How'd you come up with that? Uh, I just kind of went for it. I don't know. Like, I just kind of didn't put too much thought in it. I was like, I want to put some wheat on the front, but I don't really know how to paint at all. Just, that was like, these pedals have been like my first foray into painting beyond this one, like, stick man thing i uh did as a kid hey i got like an award for that or something they had printouts of it everywhere <laughs> oh dude i i was the child art prodigy myself i i did a doodle a crayon or maybe it was pencil crayon i don't remember now a doodle of uh on a poster of uh bob what i thought a bobsled team and track looked like and uh yeah, I, my kindergarten teacher thought it was awesome, and so she contacted the local art gallery, and they thought that it was great. And so all of a sudden, my stupid picture of a bob track, bobsled uh, thing was, you know, up in the local art gallery. And I wish we could have a copy of that. I my mom probably does somewhere. I got a real big head about it for a five year old, and <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be an artist. This is great. <laughs> Turns out, uh, not so much. I mean, I guess I technically am an artist, but uh, I'm also broke. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Mark of a true artist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we've been, I, okay, we were actually talking about this, I don't know if it was just before we called you or if it was uh, while you were running to the bathroom before we hit record. Um, but Casper uh, and I actually both really like the way you've uh, mm-hmm. painted these things, and uh, they don't look scrawly and yeah, Freddie, they have a style. It's cool. Yeah, fantastic style. I think what it, I can't remember what I said about it, but it was along the lines of they are artistic and not like you know crayon drawings. They're great. I I really dig the way that, especially I don't I can't pronounce that. I really appreciate it. the sorghum 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 oh, sorghum sorghum. I, I read it and it it just doesn't come out of my mouth properly. Um, I really like the flowers on that man. It looks really cool. Yeah, I'm not, it's not entirely uh, anatomically accurate, but, you know, uh, I, th- I think it looks pretty all right. It's, uh, uh, no, you're, I, I keep, does. like, slightly changing it the more every batch a little bit, just, like, kind of by accident. But, you, uh, you hand it, hand paint each one? Yeah. Oh, wow. It I takes that. way too long. Oh, yeah, look, they are, what, though, they are all different. Because, like, <laughs> for guys out there, or for, for not guys, people, players, folks, folks humans yeah uh out there who are really into pedals and uh collectors like stuff like that is what makes the the thing intriguing for them because it's like buying a limited vinyl pressing and each one is like a splatter colored vinyl everyone's slightly different it's like yeah you could argue they're also kind of all the same but they're also all different Mm. and i and i think there's something special to that that's that's what i've tried to do with my vinyl releases is make something like that and i love it when i get pedals like that so i i love it yeah. <laughs> I, I like it a lot i like it i like it a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah me too so how long does it take to paint yeah, I'm still... what's what's way too long uh i mean i'm getting better at it now but uh those 12 grains with like and the sorghums with like the individual 
wheat thing on the front those take the longest surprisingly because i'm so particular about like the angle of the thing i keep on erasing it and it starts to like lighten the finish of the enclosure with all the painting <laughs> but uh <laughs> but like with the whole bunch of them like uh i did like four of them probably like three quarters of the way tonight and it took like two hours wow but it used yeah. to be like i would take like days where i'd I used to be like a little bit more careful about letting stuff dry between coats or whatever. Now I just kind of wait a few minutes and go for it. <laughs> no, I, that's good, man. You need to, you need to make money. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve to make money on your work. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm still trying to make it look nice, but I'm, uh, I learned to drink less coffee before I do it. <laughs> before I would drink like, you know, a whole French press to myself and like not eat breakfast and then start painting them. And I would just be shaking and you can really I'd, tell. I'd be able to paint this better like, if the whole table wasn't shaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the lines are supposed to be straight. They're pretty, they're pretty shaky. Some of them. <laughs> oh, that's, that's okay. It's, it's better than the petals I paint. Which is zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. looked at me really briefly like, what are you even talking about? No. I was I immediately thought about your little robot guys. And those are pretty oh. artistic, but <laughs> I think this is a lot a lot classier those than are that. Not artistic. <laughs> oh man. I so what Casper's referring to is I did a limited pressing of vinyls. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually love this. I really do. Because you got halfway into it and you're like, what have I done? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so every 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 vinyl release I've done, with, because uh, it's all with a, a local record label, and he doesn't do big batches. So every release is its own thing. They're painted different. They look different. When they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. If you like it, buy it. If you miss it, tough luck. Get in on the next ones, which won't look anything like this. And uh, so we did a run of vinyls. And he was like, dude, I'm just, I'm just going all out. I don't have time to do a fancy paint job. And I was like, don't even worry about it. I I'll, got this. I got this. <laughs> I'll doodle by hand on each cover. Each one will get their own little robot doodle. Cause I did, I, I doodled a stupid robot picture TV for my wife. with legs. And, uh, well, this is before TV bot, but it was, <laughs> yeah, I doodled a stupid picture of a robot for my wife. And then I, and then I wrote a little speech bubble and it said, I can't feel my toes. I don't know why mm -hmm. I'm just weird. And I gave it to my wife and she thought it was awesome. And she, once again, that artist ego inside of me, she inflated it. She's like, this is so great. You're such a good drawer. <laughs> and so when we're doing this release of vinyls, he, he was like, I don't got time to, to, to do a paint job. I'm sorry, man. If we want to do it release because i was heading out on a tour and i was like That's I, right I, too. I, need, I need something to sell i have no merch um and he was like okay i'll get them i'll get them all i'll get them all out there and you can take care of the art and i was like yeah it sounds great i'll do robots each vinyl will have its own robot mm -hmm. make it a whole thing they'll be numbered it'll be fantastic and so i spent the last three weeks before this tour i headed out on and part of the tour in like hotel rooms yeah. <laughs> trying had, to fit because it, it took me about an hour and a half, two hours, every stupid vinyl to doodle a robot, and each one had to be different. Yep. And I, I had and clever, like, and cl yeah, they couldn't be crappy. Cause yeah. I was charging people good money for these things. <laughs> and uh, two weeks into this thing, I was out of robot ideas, and mm -hmm. I was tired of spending all night, every mm -hmm. night, drawing freaking robots. <laughs> it was just like, and, and so yeah, a couple weeks into it, I was just like. I have created my own personal hell, yeah. and it is related to my love for sci-fi, and now I hate myself. <laughs> but people love the robots, yeah. and I'll never do it again, ever, because that was just, yeah. Some of the robots were great. Yeah, you're man. really good at it, though, now, eh? Uh, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think he washed that up. <laughs> some of them, some of them are great. Like, you can tell, the I, I can tell. The first I, yeah. half were, like, a lot more detailed, mm -hmm. and had mm -hmm. a lot more, like... <laughs> <laughs> a lot more energy up, right? and emotion. The second half were like, yeah, this one's got wheels and it's a robot. <laughs> See, you can tell because there's a wheel and a <laughs> and a metal, metal guy with a with a rubber looking face. Like, <laughs> just, I'm tired of robots. <laughs> oh, <it> got bad. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I feel you there, man. Uh, or I'm trying to relate to you and feel. Yeah. You. <laughs>
<laughs> but to see the difference is I don't know that you could stop because the robot idea was was good, but he had a a goal that was thirty or whatever that run was, and yeah. then that's it. I mean, you've got a brand going here, man. Yeah, I don't I think you're you should. You're, you're kind of <laughs> the twelve grain, is unless the you find grain. the really greatest version and then find out how to get it, like you'd be printed or something. You could do that. You could because find the one, yeah, and then see if there's a. Yeah, like I was thinking, a UV printing. I could shop do it like do it. UV printing if I want to do all the sides and all that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like maybe like one day once I like build up the build, figure out what some other stuff like. Want to have a few more models and all that? Then I might look into doing like a hand painted series versus like a screen printed, whatever kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so... I'm not really sure what I want to do with it yet. You want to send a sorghum and a 12 grain to these podcasters we know. That is uh, shameless. <laughs> that was shameless, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we, literally, Shut up, we literally talk about how indie guys that we talk to are trying, know. you know, doing this on, a, on the side and like that's not something that anybody can afford, Al. And then you just throw that. I can't believe you. You're just terrible. Don't send him anything. Mitch, <laughs> us. Well, I mean, you big glute. I mean, us. I'm I'm going to back for you, man. If <laughs> Christmas is coming, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, these are cool, man. I really dig the the what you're doing. It's elegant. I'm I'm pretty happy with how they've come out. Like, I, I yeah. I'm very particular about all these. So pretty much every single one, there's one part part of it where I'm like, oh, that, that spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure no one else will notice, you know, but, uh, that's, very yeah, I've gotten a lot, I've gotten a lot, uh, faster, cleaner with the painting. I think that's very like, that's the, that's the mark of an artist. <laughs> You're never oh, going to be totally enclosures though. I was just going like to ask you, have you always been using like, Gorva boxes or? Did you start? No, I used to use like like one the regular like one twenty five Bs or whatever for the twelve grains and like comparing them to the Gorva, like I can never go back now. These things just like like the dimensions fit the knobs better. Like the Mm -hmm. amount of overhang on the side, everything just looks it fits better in this. It looks a lot cleaner. They are swanky. Very nice. Compare, I love like, the way the, the, the 125B one looks like it has a big forehead now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just there, there's something slick about those Gorvas, hey? The, the just slight rounding to the top edge and mm-hmm. and the flush yeah. mount bottoms. It's just yep. yeah, it's a tight, tight looking set of design. You said 124B, 125B. What's the standard? Uh, 125. 125B has a big forehead. I think it's... it could be 125B L. But <laughs> oh, that man. could be a, a nickname. I, right? Listen, I know I have a big forehead <laughs> and the receded hairline here. And, and I love you, buddy. I just want to point out your forehead goes all the way oh, to your, man. the back of your neck. Hey. <laughs> I, I have no <laughs> delusions about <laughs> I'm just saying, I beat you to it. <laughs> you're you're now 125B. I never actually thought about it that way, but you're uh, absolutely right. To all joking aside, they do look like dimensionally off the the other boxes. Like the the one twenty five B box has an odd shape when you put it up against the Gorva boxes. They're really nice. You okay yeah. over there, Al? <laughs> you look a little weepy, friend. Like I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. I rubbed my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, okay, I but, think I'd said to some people, they make me look like I know what I'm doing, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't? <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, what, I mean, not to, like, I okay, I love the Gorva. You know yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. But is, is the 125 going to stop you from buying a pedal if you like the pedal? No. Like, no, no. I'm no, just, probably not. It's bugging you, man. Jeez, yeah. why are you so serious? <laughs> just, oh, I don't know. But, uh. I mean, they're they're another Canadian company too, and like I was comparing it like 
the say like going off like Tata or something, the 125Bs appear cheap at first, but it's also American and then you convert it and then every single time I order from them lately, I get import fees on it. So it works out to be in like three quarters or more the price of a Gorva anyways. So I might as well get a better product and support a local business instead of supporting like a Thai business and buying the cheap product, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really just like sense. a couple extra dollars into each one. Looks a lot nicer. Well, and if you're if you're working to create a, a recognizable brand, I mean, mm-hmm. you want the nicer looking one anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. Unless you're going for something Looks specific pretty. on the one twenty five B. It's that vision, but what do People I know? People like the shiny. People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I've got uh, a couple of spun loud pedals that. Um, he switched over to Gorva, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, mm-hmm. those things look great. That uh, the tweed that's on there too—that's a limited Gorva box. Yes, it is. Very nice. That's actually the first. I think that was the first Gorva box I ever got. Your tweed drive. Yep. Yeah. Very nice. I think the spun loud was my first one. The blister and peel. Yeah. Yep. I don't remember. That's. I gotta also be honest. That's not something I kept super track. Of. No. <laughs> In what order did I get my effects, and which one was a Gorva versus a Hammond? Yeah. Not the most important thing when I buy effects fiddles. Um. So you're working on a reverb. Is there anything else you're working on? That's uh. You know. Oh. In, um. No, I was gonna. I was gonna cool. sidetrack you with another question, but I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> Oh. Good hosting, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, trying to figure out how I want to set up like a two-in-one sorghum 12-grain thing because that gets completely bizarre and into like tremolo territory. But uh, I've also got that percolator thing. I got proto boards coming for. I'm really, really hoping that one works because that'll be super cool. It's like when I was in the breadboard stage, it was... Uh, kind of like it's it's like a boosted uh percolator it's got like a janky reversed transistor boost thing in front of it and like it sends it into this oscillation and as i would move my hand near the whole circuit it would change the pitch and kind of mess with the signal so i'm not sure if that'll actually work like now that it's in an enclosure or whatever with the shielding Mm. but if it does i'll be very happy if it doesn't, it'll be a really cool sounding percolator anyways, like <laughs> yeah. oscillation aside, but I'm hoping for some weird theremin esque thing. That'd be cool. But, uh, There's one thing I, I gotta say, I really I I love messing with those pedals from Zvex, the the probe and stuff and, and using the theremin type options. I also don't know what I would do with it on my board because I'm just not <laughs> My, I'm, I don't know. My, I'm clever in some ways, and that is not one of them. Mm. It's, it's a pretty experimental type of, yeah, toy. You know, or, or like tool, I should say, not a toy, but, uh, yeah, I don't I know. I love tool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like especially like in a live setting, I don't know how that would be. How to make that consistent with your feet or whatever. Yeah, I don't expect this one is going to be very predictable, but um, <laughs> and and but, that's uh, that's wicked in its own right. Um, I've been doing a lot of there's like a couple of pedals I've got now have like random oscillation settings or random LFOs, and and that unpredictability is kind of cool. So it'd be neat to see something in a different, not not say you know LFO or whatever, but in a in a more like drive kind of sense like the percolator fuzz Be neat. yeah yeah i'm not uh I'm not sure how i'm gonna rig this whole thing up in the enclosure with like a probe or whatever like that i mean That's my a... first thought when i was I, I i'd had some other ideas with stuff like this before using like an expression pedal to control the oscillation but they're not always totally stable and it doesn't sound the same if you put like a buffer in front of it and stuff like that. Like, a, like the sorghum in particular, like it oscillates, but pretty much only if you, it's like the first thing in your chain or if it's 
only after like true bypass pedals. It's very sensitive to the impedance. Right. And, uh, so you put any like boost in front of it and it doesn't sound the same as it did. Like it, like it, it won't, it'll sound boosted. Right. But it removes that oscillation. Okay. Um, so one of my problems has been trying to figure out how to make it so it acts the same no matter what you put in front of it. But I have no insight as to how to help you do that. My brain is just yeah, like, I know it's going to be like, I would be, that. I would be reaching out to Steve Demodash because <laughs> he is a genius. Steve. <laughs> Steve. You guys out there, John Esterly loves to, yep. uh, to share info. So does uh, Sean over at Lollygaggers. A lot of guys you could uh, reach out to that would be all about it. They're just... They're, they're just people that love pedal building and they don't care if it's their pedals or someone else's. They just want to get into it. They love it. Yeah. That's what they do. Um, ask around. So what inspired the sorghum and like, how did you end up there after doing the, the 12 grain? Um, I bought a reverend baritone guitar and uh, it's got, it's got this, uh, they call it a bass contour knob. It's, I think it's been done on, on some old vintage brands before, but it rolls off some of the bass from the guitar, right? Instead of like your usual treble knob rolling off the highs. And like, I never touched the treble roll off, but the bass roll off is so useful. Like it really cleans up like fuzzes and stuff like that. Just kind of, it seems to be the low signal that really gets the meaty fuzz. So you cut that out and it's a bit cleaner or whatever. So I basically stuck that circuit in front of 12 grain. like just i found with 12 grain if i rolled the thing back it was like the perfect tone for playing rusty cage by soundgarden <laughs> so like <laughs> i just kind of rolled with it and uh <laughs> and then yeah there's also I, found, I figured out how to add a gain pot to, to 12 grain as well 12 grain is pretty much gain on 10 all the time and then it's got that that center toggle switch setting that sorghum can't do but okay. uh the toggle switch basically is the C knob on sorghum. Like it's you just instead of having two set values, you can sweep through them. The middle position on on a uh, twelve grain just cuts that connection completely. Mm, okay, so you can dial in sorghum a lot differently. Very, yeah, different. very differently. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah it's got more, a much larger a more range. Detail and, and how you can dial it into. Right on. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> well, man, uh, where, where can people best get a hold of you? Um, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook. I have an email. I mean, I don't know if, how, what people's preferred method of communication is these days, but oh, I'm usually more active on Instagram. My and on Instagram and that's at lurch audio. Uh, just, yeah. Okay. And you have a website? L-U-R-C-H. Yeah, it's a lurch audio at bigcartel.ca or dot com, I think. Com. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's Where did the name Lurch anyway. come from, by the way? Oh, that was a, a nickname. Well, I mean, it's the the character from the Adams family, but that was a nickname that this old uh, cranky guy who worked at the, when I worked at the home hardware in town here. There was this old dude who worked in the repair shop, and he would always just call me Lurch, and. uh I mean, I'm like six foot five or so, and I have like uh, like a little bit of scoliosis, so like, I guess I kind of lurch a little bit, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to do trying to keep my posture better, trying to do a little more yoga. Okay, but, uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So you yeah, my your, family is wrought with back issues and you knee your issues. Brand after. Uh... <laughs> A cruel coworker. That sounded cool. It looked cool to write it, you know. Like, it's not necessarily me, but no, I get, I get it, man. It is a cool name, and and I yeah. do like the way your uh, your kind of logo thing looks on your Instagram. There, I've always kind of thought that was cool. So right, that was just Microsoft Paint. That was like the first idea. <laughs> Don't I say had that. Tell us some wild story. It, yeah. Like, yeah, Andy Warhol's niece actually did that for me. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I commissioned a guy. No, I didn't pay anybody. I don't pay anyone for anything. I'm just, I'm too cheap to do that. I've just been learning how to do stuff along the way. That's great. So, it works for me, man. I do all of our uh, podcast art with a iPhone apps. <laughs> oh, right on. 
Awesome. Well, Mitch, man, thanks so much for, for coming on the show and for, for hanging out with us and stuff. Um, and, uh, thanks for having me. Oh man, it was a a pleasure. Genuine, genuine honor. Um, and folks definitely go check out his stuff, uh, buy a sorghum or buy a 12 grain. I think last time I looked, there was a sorghum prototype. uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just threw that one up today. There you go. If that's uh, when this airs in a week from now, if that's still available, that'd be great for, uh, that'd be a cool buy as well. Um, and as we are recording this on the eve of the presidential election oh being counted, we have no clue what the results are. And I don't want to get into politics. I'm not even looking. But what I do want to say, because I know that somewhere out there, there's going to be folks that are very happy with the results. There's going to be other folks that are very unhappy with the results. And unfortunately, the world is uh, a little bit beholden to whatever those results are. Mm. And, uh, you know, some of you are probably scared. Some of you are probably excited. You know what we can all do? It doesn't matter what side of the uh, proverbial aisle you sit on politically. You can be compassionate to each other. You can just help each other out. You can be kind to one another. And that is a very apolitical thing to do. You don't need to know how somebody votes. You just need to help. That's it. That was, that's what I would say matters more than anything else in this life. Uncle Al. Uncle Al moment. Whew. Been a while. That was a good one. <laughs> so whatever way this election yeah. wound up going, as you're hearing this, it's going to be a week after the results are in. Or pretty close to a week after results. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, be compassionate to each other. Don't gloat if you won. Don't be bitter if you didn't. It's actually not going to change anything uh, if you do or you don't. But it's just <laughs> it's just awful to take that energy to people. You know. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm with you. Let's let's just be compassionate. Let's share the love. Let's just make some good things happen. We uh, we maybe rely too much on our political leaders to do that for us, and uh, we could do that ourselves. So, on that note, this has been another stellar, weird, goofy, and mildly touching episode <laughs> of the Culture Guitars. Uh, I don't have I any more brilliant things to say, but uh, <laughs> thank God for that. Def- oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. De- <laughs> you, you sassy peanut. Uh, definitely reach out, uh, follow Mitch on, uh, on Instagram and on social media and stuff. Check out his stuff. Um, follow us. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to the show, share the show, leave us a nice review. All that stuff really helps us. So, and we'll see you all next week. Next week's an exciting one. So somebody I've been hoping to get on uh, as soon as we heard it was possible. So see you. See you then. Yeah.